This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. It's officially sweater weather. Everyone's talking about sweater weather, pumpkin spice, lattes. Fall is here and winter is hot on its heels. I'm Martin Strong and coming up on Vancouver Consumer, we've got the lowdown on how you can make your house a lot warmer this winter as we talk to the folks from Savannah Heating and the Fireplace Warehouse, thefireplacewarehouse.ca. That's coming up, but first some of the consumer news headlines. Vancouver restaurants affected by the pandemic got a break this past week. The city of Vancouver extended its temporary patio program for another year until October 31st, 2021. Those temporary patios, you may have sat on one uh, where it feels like you're almost on the road. Uh, They have been, uh, for many, the only way that restaurants can keep the same capacity as before COVID. The program started back in June and was originally only supposed to go to the end of October this year. And as of now, about 400 restaurants are using these temporary patios. And now that they've got us pretty much hooked... Netflix is raising their rates again. The streaming service announced this week that the basic plan in Canada will stay the same at $9.99 a month, but that one doesn't give you high definition. The standard monthly plan, the one most of us have, is going up by $1 to $14.99, and the premium is going up by $2 to $18.99. The premium is the one you can watch shows on four different screens. At the same time, Netflix says it's implementing the price increase so it can invest more in films and shows. And if you're a subscriber, you'll be notified a month before the new rates go into effect. And BC Place is getting another makeover. Vancouver City Council voted on Tuesday night to okay a big redevelopment plan, which would mean 17 new stories of office space and another six for arts and entertainment. On the ground floor will be a five-meter passageway to provide pedestrians, cyclists, and drivers a connection to four new levels of underground parking and then a connection to Expo Boulevard and Beatty Street. The commercial space will include a karaoke spot. Andrew, I know you love karaoke. A virtual reality sports hub, a sports bar, and a brewery. Initial construction of the project being financed by Allied Properties Real Investment Trust for $185 million. The rezoning, though, will generate nearly $13 million in development cost levies for the city, $4.7 million in community amenities, and more than a million bucks for public art in the area. And now that it's fall, have you turned on your furnace yet? Or are you one of those people who refuse to surrender until the other family members force you to? And I'm not speaking from personal experience. But coming up on Vancouver Consumer, we're going to hear how you can keep your house toasty warm in the coming winter months as we talk to the folks from Savannah Heating and the Fireplace Warehouse. When you think about the basic necessities of life, you know, there's healthy food, uh, I don't know, good shoes are important. And of course, a warm home when it gets cold. I'm Martin Strong, and my guest on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon is an expert when it comes to warmth. Craig McLean is part of two family businesses that will keep you toasty, Savannah Heating and the Fireplace Warehouse. Craig McLean is with us. Hi, Craig. How are you? Not too bad. How are you doing, Martin? I'm doing very, very well. I'm feeling toasty warm here and uh, as as the season is turning. And I guess... 
I, I sort of picture you as a little kid being an, you know, sort of being an expert on warmth, telling your teacher, you know, it could be a couple of degrees warmer in here. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, no, I, I grew up uh, dreaming about working in the fireplace industry, of course. <laughs> so, so how do you become an expert in warmth? Uh, well, you know what? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's like, like you mentioned, it's a family business, and uh, I work at uh, Savannah Heating with my uh, father-in-law and my mother-in-law and at the Fireplace Warehouse, which is our local retail shop, uh, with my wife. So I consider myself one of the bravest men on the planet, and uh, <laughs> it's just been, <laughs> it's been an evolution, so to speak. Uh, you know, I, I, I jest, but I did not grow up dreaming about fireplaces, but it's been a uh, very fortuitous road that we've uh, gone down here, and it's worked out really well for us. Yeah, and it seems like a really good situation you've got going, because for most people, they know uh, the Fireplace Warehouse which uh, is your retail outlet. It's on mm-hmm. Vulcan Way in Richmond. They can go to the fireplacewarehouse.ca. But you're also involved with Savannah Heating, which is the, uh, the, the manufacturing arm, and that's where you get your stuff. So it yes. kind of works together. Oh, they d- definitely do. Uh, Savannah Heating is uh, was the uh, original, I guess, uh, the parent company, if you, if you would. That um, is the manufacturing, and we've been around for about 20 years now and and growing considerably over the years from year to year we now cover uh canada coast to coast with our distribution in the last couple of years we've made uh very serious inroads down into the u.s market um and but locally uh and more importantly for what we're talking about today the fireplace warehouse like you mentioned is the is a retail outlet and we do sell savannah fireplaces there the three different lines, uh, the Elite Series, the Savannah Series, and the Genesis Series, which is our high-end double glass series. Um, that all three are sold through there, but we also sell uh, other lines like Napoleon. We sell Amante, Electrics, uh, Fireplaces, and we uh, dabble in the Big Green Egg and Komodo Joe Smoker Grills as well. So there's a lot of different different lines and different options and uh, stuff that we carry there. Uh, beyond just gas, but gas is our primary market. Well, I want to talk about the smoker girl, but but let's talk about uh, gas fireplaces. For people who maybe uh, have a really old gas fireplace, or I, I, I guess I have to confess, I live in an old house with a wood-burning fireplace, and we have been yep. talking for years about upgrading. But for people who haven't had a lot of experience with a new gas fireplace, how different are they now from the old days? Well, you know, uh, essentially the style has changed a lot over the years. Uh, there's certain things like uh, mandatory screens that are on fireplaces now. Uh, fireplaces have evolved from the old louvered log set fireplaces to more linear styles. Um, the uh, introduction of screens onto fireplaces uh, in 2015 has uh forced uh, a change in the market in the last couple of years where now we've got this really cool new double glass technology that keeps the outer glass cool enough that you don't require a screen so it's um but still if you're looking at that will be our genesis series and if you're looking at the genesis series specifically not all the double glass uh units do it but the the genesis series still provides heat into the room while keeping that other glass uh cool enough that you don't need a screen on it so um there's a lot of neat evolution that's happened to the fireplace industry through through changes that have been uh mandatory um 
and uh, you know, it's. Uh, but the major one would be uh, probably more of a contemporary style over the older louvered fireplaces. But there are a lot of different styles, like you mentioned, as far as uh, updating an old drafty wood-burning fireplace into a new gas fireplace for efficiency or convenience, whatever your motivation may be. New home construction we tackle on a daily basis. Uh, renovation, sometimes you have an old fireplace that needs replacing. Sometimes you want to put a fireplace where there's nothing at all right now. Um, I think when it comes to gas, a lot of people get intimidated uh, and maybe don't know uh, necessarily what to ask or what they're looking for. And quite honestly, that's why we're here. So there's, there's no need if, if you think you might be in the market for a gas fireplace, please feel free to come on in and see us and we'd be happy to walk you through and answer any questions that that you may have when it comes to a gas appliance you, you want to be you want to be careful and you want to talk to people that know what they're doing mm-hmm. so what, what's the biggest uh, or the first thing that people should do if they have a, a wood-burning fireplace that they want to convert um, what's well it's quite it's quite easy. I mean, it's just your basic measurements of the of the opening that you have here, and that is a very common one that we do because we live in a market here where there's a lot of masonry chimneys, uh, and people, uh, you know, people in Vancouver, uh, you know, uh, in general, uh, and all over want to upgrade or get get something more. Not everybody wants to be out chopping wood or buying bundles of wood and bringing them in. So, um, whereas you you can upgrade to a gas fireplace, which is more convenient, more efficient, um, and less sturdy. Uh, and if you want to come in and see us, just a simple picture of the opening or the masonry chimney that you have there now, and basic measurements, the width of the front, the height of the front, and the overall depth is really all we require to get you started. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of size, do people choose from like more BTUs or something? What, what, what are the yeah. options? Yeah, in a, you know, to, to to put it into layman's terms, inserts kind of break down into small, medium, and large. Um, small uh, inserts we primarily only use when you have odd shape openings, like an arch or, so, or a bell above above the uh, opening itself. Uh, most of what we uh, install here in the uh, in our market would be a medium size insert and the largest we don't do a lot of because like you mentioned the BTUs go hand in hand with the size of the fireplace so mediums tend to fall in that 20,000 to 30,000 BTU range which is ideal for for our climate here where we don't usually get above 30 degrees and we don't usually fall below freezing so you want something that's you know, you can max out between twenty and 30,000 BTUs, and it has a nice turn down on it. Um, you don't really need to get up above 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 BTUs into our market here because, quite frankly, you'd never be able to turn the fireplace on. <laughs> so, yeah, that's for Winnipeg, I guess. Yeah, yeah, your prairie, your prairie provinces. <laughs> right. Well, it's Vancouver consumer Craig McLean is our guest uh, from the Fireplace Warehouse. You can visit them online at thefireplacewarehouse.ca, or you can go there and say hello personally. They're on Vulcan Way, and that is in Richmond, East Richmond. It's near IKEA, across from the Home Depot. Uh, Vulcan Way, thefireplacewarehouse.ca, and Craig, uh, tell us about the the advantages of having a gas fireplace in terms of heating your home? Uh, do you save money? Well, you know, uh, 
one one reference uh, when people ask that question, and it's always difficult because you have different ways that you run a fireplace and and different BTUs in the fireplaces and different efficiencies in the fireplace. So it's not an easy question to answer, but to put it in into uh, terms that people understand, we do have a, a fireplace called the ABR19, which is uh, a modern direct vent fireplace that's designed to uh, replace those old open uh, B-vent fireplaces that you find in a lot of the four-story walk-ups around town. Um, there's a ton of B-vent fireplaces in the lower mainland. They're those ones with the opening doors on them or the screens on them. You've got holes in your wall for an air return. Uh, they're only about 15 to 20% efficient. Uh, you turn them on more just to uh, offset the heat loss from your floorboard heating in apartment dwellings. Um, so we design being in the market that we're in and a locally based BC manufacturer because it is kind of a Pacific Northwest phenomenon, these B-Vent fireplaces, we designed the ABR-19 to replace those old drafty B-Vents. And that's its sole purpose. And it's a direct vent sealed unit uh, that actually utilizes the B-Vent piping that's there, turning the one vent B-Vent pipe. We drop a pipe down, a second pipe down the middle of the old B-Vent pipe creating a two-vent, direct-vent scenario and replacing the fireplace in the apartment with the new ABR-19, going from an old 15 to 20% B-vent uh, fireplace to a new direct-vent fireplace that's about 65 to 70% efficient. And we actually did a pilot project, a two-year pilot project with Fortis on this because they were they sh- they've had showed extreme interest in it because it shows such promise. And... Um, and they picked four buildings around town, measured the overall energy consumption, meaning your electrical and your gas, for three months with the B vents. We went into all these buildings, switched them out for direct vent B, uh, ABR fireplaces, and then they measured for a full year the overall energy consumption, gas and electric, with the ABR 19 in there. And the energy savings uh, in every single scenario was 30 to 40%. So it definitely... Um, definitely uh, is one of those appliances that can pay for itself in a three to four year period. So there are definite energy savings that you can, you can, you can have with gas. Mm-hmm. And a new build, you, you can't put in a wood burning fireplace, can you? Uh, not in Vancouver anymore. And it depends on the municipality, but uh, it's getting more and more common that way. Uh, wood burning's uh, definitely not a popular way to go anymore. Um, environmentally and and functionally uh so gas is uh you know it is uh, a very convenient very clean way to go and um very efficient mm-hmm. we're talking to craig mclean from the fireplace warehouse the fireplace warehouse.ca and uh, that's where you can go online you can go see the store at vulcan way on vulcan way it's uh, very near to ikea uh and uh all those places if you go buy some some uh carpeting you can stop in at the, at the fireplace warehouse.ca. And for people who are um, thinking just, just in the early stages of thinking about converting their old fireplace to a gas fireplace, you could go to the store, you say, and just bring a, a, a photograph of the old fireplace and you can tell them exactly what they need. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we do free, free site visits if, if necessary, but, uh, my staff, uh, myself, we have it down pretty good now. If you bring in some pictures of the application, the existing fireplace or the place that you want the fireplace to go, uh, it's very helpful. Uh, if you have a fireplace that needs replacing, you know, please 
uh, bring in the make and model of what you have there, and most of which we we can do a lot of homework online and look up what you have there and uh, venting requirements and so forth. So, uh, you know, it, it, anything that we need to do over and above that, we'll, we'll we'll sort out with you. But definitely, that first step is just showing up. Uh, tell us what you're looking for or what you're thinking about, and then uh, we'd be more than happy to take it from there with you. Okay, well, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, uh, we're going to talk more about gas fireplaces, and I want to talk about smoker grills, (laughs) because that sounds really cool, Uh, because you deal with all that stuff at the Fireplace Warehouse, and as I say, the fireplacewarehouse.ca is where you go online, and the store on Vulcan Way in Richmond. Just go over the uh, Knight Street Bridge and you're pretty much there. We're talking warmth on Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong and our guest is Craig McLean from Savannah Heating and the Fireplace Warehouse. The fireplacewarehouse.ca is uh, where you go. The fireplacewarehouse.ca and they have a store on Vulcan Way in Richmond which is uh, very close to Ikea. It's close to the Home Depot there. Just go over the Knight Street Bridge and then you'll find Vulcan Way just off of Bridgeport and there is where you will find the Fireplace Warehouse and Craig McLean. And Craig, uh, you mentioned something uh, that got me kind of excited. Uh, smoker grills, along with the gas fireplaces that, you're, that you uh, specialize in, you also have all sorts of smoker grills. Yeah, yes, we do. And, uh, you know, with, uh, as far as barbecues go, which kind of go hand in hand when you do a gas fireplaces a lot of times, uh, we were looking for something a little bit more unique, uh, many, many years ago when we first got into them, uh, simply because you can go, you know, to your Canadian tires, your big box stores, and get a gas barbecue. Um, so we were looking at something uh, a little outside the box, and we came up, uh, started dealing with the big green egg about 12 years ago, and uh, I put one in my backyard when we first started using them, and I have not looked back since. I would never go back to cooking with gas. It's a charcoal uh, smoker grill, as they call it, not not necessarily a barbecue, a smoker grill, as they call it, because you got multi-purposes. You can use it like your everyday barbecue. You right. can do your steaks and your pork chops, and if, if that's all you're doing is day-to-day grilling. But you can also use it like you would a brick oven. You can do breads. In fact, a couple years ago, I had a woman come in who bought it spe- specifically just to do bread on. That's all she wanted the, the smoker grill for uh, because it works so well as uh, a convection oven and or you can use it at, which is my favorite as a smoker i i do smoke salmon at least twice a year uh, at, at last thanksgiving not this thanksgiving because i've been suffering from a bit of a cold this week but uh, uh last year i did a uh, a turkey that i uh brined in uh, uh, a red wine brine overnight and then slow cooked and smoked uh, on the big grain egg, and it came off looking like a football, but man, was it tasty. <laughs> and it's called the big green egg. Yes, the big green egg is the uh, is one of the two lines we carry. We also carry the Komodo Joe, um, and they're uh, very similar, different different uh, nuances to them, uh, different accessories that go with them, but uh, basically any type of grilling that you'd like to do you can do with a uh, with a charcoal smoker grill yeah and i guess if you're you know working on your gas fireplace you're working with the gas pipes you can always uh, do a little extension out to the deck or something and hook it up well yeah i mean for a gas barbecue you could for the charcoal grill all you need is charcoal 
and that's all you need. You get it going with electric igniter, and the beauty of cooking with charcoal, or barbecuing with charcoal, is when you're cooking with nat- natural gas or propane, no matter how great you are at grilling, um, the, the, the gas just draws the moisture out of the meat, and you can't help it. But when you're cooking with charcoal, and from the design with the ceramic material that they use and the design of the fireplace, it holds all that moisture in there. So, I mean, you don't ideally want to cook a steak all the way through, but if you accidentally did, or if you prefer eating them that way, uh, well done. It, it's still so moist when it comes off the grill that it still tastes really good. Uh, but, you know, for your day-to-day grilling where you're, uh, where you're doing your steaks, your pork chops, your pork tenderloins, what have you, it just holds all that moisture in the barbecue. And you're not, it's such a, such a great uh, flavor that comes out of it. It's just second to none, really. Oh, that sounds good. Smoker grills, like the big green egg available at thefireplacewarehouse.ca on Vulcan Way or thefireplacewarehouse.ca online. Uh, Craig McLean is our guest, and we're we're talking uh, all sorts of uh, gas appliances, gas fireplaces, and we were talking about how uh, more and more people are, you know, renovating their houses, and uh, you must do a lot of uh, renovations and a lot of new builds, too. Well, yeah, really, there's quite a variety uh, that we we tackle, Um, like we were talking about earlier in the show, uh, doing... uh, converting old drafty wood burners over to gas fireplaces but we do a, a lot of new home construction and renovation is is a huge part of our business and renovations vary so greatly they can be extremely extensive down to stud that it's almost like a new home construction where you may be replacing an old fireplace and there's existing uh, uh, parameters to work around, or you could be doing an extensive reno where you're putting in two, three, four different fireplaces into a a, a really uh, crazy renovation. But it doesn't have to be like that. Uh, You can look at the other side of the coin where we've got a ton of people that come in and want to replace an existing fireplace uh, and just the fireplace, just a very basic reno, just simple. All they want to do is the fireplace, get that old fireplace out because it's not working anymore, because it's really inefficient, or maybe you just don't like the looks of it anymore and you want something modern. Again, we we touched on a little bit earlier where... um, You know, the designs have changed so much over the years, especially the last four or five years, and everything's so much more contemporary now and linear and cool and rock and glass and all this neat stuff that they got out there that maybe you just don't want that old Louvre fireplace, and it's just an aesthetics choice. Um, A lot of these renos where it's just changing out the fireplace, and again, it depends on the application because they're all a little bit different, but, you know, the basic ones... Sometimes we're in and out, in a lot of the cases, in under three hours. So it's very straightforward. A lot of them are simple. Obviously, it depends on how extensive any particular reno is, but uh, it's not something that uh, has to be daunting by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And that's what I noticed the last time I was in the shop, was how modern it looks now, that old sort of fake log thing, that's like now you can get all sorts of square, really modular looking stuff that looks really cool. Oh, there's a lot of different shapes and sizes. And, you know, it's important people understand that some will work in certain applications and some won't. Um, you know, we get a lot of people bringing in pictures that they've got in magazines that just 
aren't possible for what they're looking for. But at that being said, at least it starts a conversation and we'll, uh, you know, go through it with them and explain why things will work, why some things won't work. But yeah, there are a lot of really neat designs out there right now. When you look at gas fireplaces, the way they were 10, 15, 20 years ago, it's, it's completely different now. Everything's, uh, taken such a giant leap forward now, um, with the designs of them, uh, from a purely aesthetics point of view, but also from a functional point of view. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned uh, something a few minutes ago that caught my eye, kind of, uh, in the new builds, people were putting sometimes four fireplaces in a house. And mm-hmm. and I just, is is that becoming really common, people putting fireplaces in their bedroom, for example? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you've got the, uh, the, the bedroom bathroom see-through is one of the... Uh, ones that I'm not too fond of, but they, it's, it's a popular one. I mean, you'd be surprised how many see-throughs we do in that, uh, that sort of application. But yeah, you generally having a main floor, uh, fireplace, uh, basement fireplace in a lot of applications and a backyard fireplace. It's, uh, there's a lot of call for, I mean, there's a lot of people this year in particular who are spending a lot of time in their backyards and there's a lot of need for a lot of desire i should say for uh, that backyard application as well yeah and i i would love to have a fireplace in the bedroom i think that would be great Mm -hmm. and you know what that's that's oftentimes uh we've got again what we're talking about earlier in the show the different btus for different applications there's a lot of fireplaces that we have that are as low as 16,000 BTUs that can turn down to 10,000 BTUs from a gas point of view that are perfect for that bedroom application because you don't want a ton of heat in there. Or, uh, like we mentioned before, we also have the electric end of things where that's kind of application where uh, an electric fireplace may suit the bill really well because it doesn't produce anywhere as much heat as a gas fireplace. Well, it seems very Austin Powers to me. You know, you have a big round bed and a remote control for your fireplace. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and we should talk about uh, electric because uh, electric is uh, an option. So what is a good, uh, when is it time to go electric as opposed to gas? Well, uh, it, like I mentioned, we are prim- primarily a gas fireplace company, but we do have several electric options as well. The Amonti Electrics, Napoleon Electrics, uh, Dimplex. Uh, we've got uh, a plethora of electric options there simply because there are applications where gas may not work. And you can put a a gas fireplace anywhere and frame in a gas fireplace anywhere. The trick to a gas fireplace is always the venting. And you know what? Sometimes the venting just won't work. And that's when electric uh, is handy because it's simple. Plug it in, push it in, and you're done is basically the extent of installing an electric fireplace. Very straightforward. Um, I equate them a lot of times to kind of like a glorified hair dryer uh, with a light show, uh, but they definitely, they, they serve a purpose and they, uh, they, can, they in and of themselves have taken great leaps forward over the last several years with some of the technology that they have now. And the flames are looking uh, so much, so much realer than they did simply four or five years ago. Right, right. And what about how you control them? Like remote, they, do they come with remote controls and things like that? Yeah, most most units, be it electric or, or gas nowadays, have uh, remote controls with them, and you can control them manually. You can thermostat control uh, most of these units now, and there's uh, it, it, the system's different 
differ very uh, depending on the fireplace. But um, yeah, there's quite a few different options that you can have now. A lot of bells and whistles and that that are available nowadays. Craig McLean is with us uh, on Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and uh, Craig is from the Fireplace Warehouse uh, in Richmond. It's on Vulcan Road. It's near IKEA uh, and Home Depot, that area. Just go over the Nice Street Bridge. You can also go to thefireplacewarehouse.ca, and we're talking about keeping warm and gas fireplaces. And uh, you're also part of Savannah Heating, and this is a family business, right? That is correct. Yep, the Fireplace Warehouse is a family business, and so is Savannah. Fireplace Warehouse being the local business here, the retail end of things, which we've primarily been talking about here. And uh, Fireplace Warehouse carries Savannah Fireplaces, Savannah being the manufacturer, manufacturing end of things. And uh, Savannah, it just isn't local, though. We, uh, we've been around for 20 years. We manufacture three different lines of gas fireplaces. Our elite line, which is our basic builder's line, our regular Savannah line, which covers all the linears, free stands, inserts, um, blog set, uh, all the contemporary designs that we have that are your regular screen fireplaces. And then our Genesis line, our Genesis series, which is our high-end double glass. That's the all-new technology, the latest and greatest stuff. Well, it sounds very warm, <laughs> very nice, very toasty. Uh, Craig, thank you so much. Craig McLean, uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. Well, thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Craig McLean from the Fireplace Warehouse. Go to the fireplacewarehouse.ca with the the in it, or go to their store on Vulcan Way in Richmond. And as I say, it's right by Ikea, Home Depot, just over the Night Street Bridge, the Fireplace Warehouse. And when we come back on Vancouver Consumer, do not go away because it's time to ask Andrew next. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Time now for Ask Andrew. And uh, it is... uh, it is not only uh, have it's not only been a crazy year, but it's also uh, going to be a very intense month, both internationally and locally. We're going into an election, and uh, businesses, small businesses especially, are really struggling in the Lower Mainland and pretty much everywhere. But here in the Lower Mainland, it it it's kind of bleak. And Andrew, um, you've got some ideas on, uh, especially on on the new statistics that have just come out. Yeah, so this was, you know, this was talked about, you know, a lot on Friday yesterday. This was talked about a lot. But this isn't a story that, you know, is, you know, in my opinion is worth, you know, the news cycle will take it and then, you know, toss it and once the day turns over to the next one. Uh, but the Greater Vancouver uh, Board of Trade, uh, in partnership with the Mustel Group, uh, conducted a survey. And some of the, and the findings are, you know, a bit eye-opening. So if, if you're out of the loop, uh, the survey found that one in four businesses in Greater Vancouver do not expect to survive uh, more than another 12 months under the current economic conditions. One in four. That's that's in- incredible. One in four. Uh, the Board of Trade also said that they found that, you know, 40 percent of businesses expect to return to regular operations. But that's only 40 percent. You know, that's a whole lot of businesses that are thinking maybe we're going to have to, you know, keep you know the layoffs going limited capacity going reduced employee hours going you know it's scary stuff 
Yeah, and um, it, it doesn't seem like there's a magic bullet that is going to fix everything. It's going to be, even with some kind of vaccine, it's going to be a slow recovery. No, exactly. Uh, you know, in total, according to the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade, uh, 150,000 jobs have been lost in Metro Vancouver uh, since the start of the pandemic. 150,000. You know, that's, those are, you think of numbers like that and you act and you think of the Great Recession. Like those are the kind of numbers that that is, that that brings up, um, you know, it's, do, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it by saying it's not all doom and gloom because right now it very much kind of is. Um, but this is an election and this is the time for people to, you know, talk about what your candidates and your writings uh, can offer. Uh, you know, businesses know what they need. For uh, instance, 69% of them believe that they need more action to provide a vision, you know, just an overarching vision for what the future of business will look like here in the economy. Uh, you know, 63% believe that not enough is being done on the availability and affordability of housing. That keys into, you know, how many people you can have working and how many jobs those people work. You know, everything all around us affects everything else. That's just the nature of where we live. You know, our small businesses are the the backbone and the fabric of our communities. Uh, And if you can provide, you know, as an example, good, affordable housing, suddenly you open the door to a lot more for a lot more people. And everything builds on everything, I think, as we go forward here. And, you know, this is, you know, Thanksgiving long weekend. You know, I am thankful that, you know, I've still got a job. Martin, you've still got a job. You're sitting across from me, separated, mind you, by Mm -hmm. uh, two panes of glass. (laughs) Um, But... We all got to be thankful for what we have, right? And in, in this time of year, you know, the summer is, you know, drawn to an end. Uh, you know, the rain started coming down yesterday. Uh, it looks like October now. And summer patio season has, I would say, officially left. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that, you know, if, you know, wallets are tight. But if you've got, you know, a few dollars kicking around and you're thinking about, you know, you don't know what to do, you know, just go to a small business, get some takeout you know support them because every dollar that you put into any local business will eventually come back in one way shape or form so that's that's it you know be thankful for what we have help each other out let's do it good advice go get some takeout tonight and help a, a small business thanksgiving Thai, maybe oh i like that oh. i like that maybe some sushi mm, who knows why the, not? the limit the i mean the uh, the potentials uh, there's so much to choose from in vancouver so get some takeout tonight thank you andrew ferrer that was ask andrew and that's vancouver consumer i'm martin strong you're listening to cknw the proceeding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW